Welcome to Live in the Life, a podcast that inspires and educates everyday people to take action and choose to live the life of their dreams. Hey guys, I'm Kathleen Holt. And I am Marissa Hammond. We're just a normal couple that believes a life worth living is one rooted in health, fun, love, and abundance. I'm Marissa, a life coach who's been in the health and wellness industry for over eight years. I'm fascinated by the human being, our bodies, minds, and emotions, and how it all works. My passion is just being me and helping others fully love and embody their true selves. I'm Kathleen, a personal trainer that has coached thousands of clients towards a body and healthy lifestyle that they are really proud of. I love lifting heavy weights, enjoying a good outdoor hike, or just playing around and goofing off. We've made it our mission to cut through the noise to give you proven tips and tricks that actually work. Each week, we will share with you our real experiences and the shifts that we've made to create the life that we have today. So whether you're just starting out on this journey or you've been up-leveling yourself for a while, we promise you'll find practical tools and knowledge to help you make the changes you've always wanted. Together, let's all let go of the old versions of ourselves and finally get to a place where we can honestly say, I'm I'm living the life. life. Welcome to another episode of Living the Life with Kathleen Holt and Marissa Hammond. And I am coming at you older than ever. Mm-hmm. Guess who's in their fourth decade? What? Don't say it like that. I'm in my third. Oh, yeah, no, I guess I'm going, yeah, geez. Yeah, Marissa's like, oh, what do you want to talk about today? And I was like, I don't know, do you have any ideas? And she's like, yeah, let's talk about longevity because now you're 30. I looked at her like, what the heck? Are you saying that I'm old because I'm 30? Now we have to talk about like old people longevity stuff? No, I was saying it because, well, it's like, it's like this whole, like by the time like you're 30, like it's for... I mean, we've been conscious about building a life and really prioritizing our health, but like I know from other podcasts we listen to and just what I see on social media and stuff, like it's, and even just with our own friends, like, I mean, we're lucky that we naturally have surrounded ourselves within just the community we've built. People, they do, they take care of their health pretty well. And so like, we don't see what the norm is out there, but the truth is that there's a lot of people by the time that they're in their 25, 30s, like when like you're a kid, like being fit and healthy doesn't matter too much. But then when you hit 20, yeah, okay, maybe someone's got a little bit more abs here or there. But then by the time you're 25, maybe someone's, you know, gained an extra 20, 30 pounds. But by the time you're 30 and then 35, 40, it's like people start gaining a lot more visceral fat or they end up like their energy slows down or like the brain shifts. Like by the time you're into getting into your 30s, being not active and not paying attention to your health is much more detrimental than when you're younger and you're in your teens and 20s so i think it is it's one of those things as much as it's it it's one of those things that you do have to pay a little bit more attention to it and so reality is that you are aging and maybe you're obviously you're not old but you're still getting to the place where if you don't start paying attention to longevity and your health now it's going to make a difference in the future it's true the difference in you and your peers, between your peers that don't work out and you who does work out and take care of their body and gets a good night's sleep and you know, eats the right food and all of that stuff, like when you're in your teens, when you're in your 20s, it doesn't, like, you don't see that big of a difference, but then, you know, you get into your 30s, you see a little bit of difference. The people who are in their 50s and haven't taken care of their physical body you see a 
big difference between those people and the people that have. And, you know, it's it's so nice now being back in a big box gym again and being surrounded by all these people that, you know, are are people who have been working on this for years and years and years. And you see these older people who really take care of themselves. And, you know, you, you don't see like jacked 50-year-olds as much out in the public. And then you go into the gyms and you're like, oh my God, here they are. They're everywhere. But yeah, you, you don't see them as much. So they they really stand out. And I I know that when I see those people, because you don't see them very often, I always think like, wow, good for them. That's friggin' awesome. It's really cool too. Like even just with think about the clients and people we worked with in the past on the personal training side of things, it's it's amazing to see the differences of the people who have created active lifestyles or even people who start later on in life, like you can still make massive changes, even if you're in your 50s, 60s or 70s and start training, like your body adapts so well. But it's like the seeing the seniors, like people 50, 60, 70, 80, right? You had a client who was 86, who was out doing hikes, like it's amazing to see what you can still do and how good you can feel when you're taking care of yourself and the amount of life that can still be in you and energy that's still in you, regardless of what age you are. Yeah. Well, and when you're talking about someone who's 86, like, okay, someone who's in their twenties and they're working out, you're, you're probably doing it to attract other people to you. Like when you're, let's be real. Yeah. 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 <laughs> when, when you're in twenties, that's like at the forefront of your mind. Okay. How can I get laid? But when you're in your 70s 80s being someone who can go to the gym who can who is working on that kind of stuff who's working on the recovery who's working on their longevity and their health and their well-being that's the difference between you being able to take care of yourself to not be in the hospital if you fall to be able to you know take care of your your house on your own and um like that's that's you being able to live. That's a really big deal for those people. So, you know, when, when you're in your 20s, maybe it doesn't seem like that big of a deal to take care of yourself and to, you know, strength train and get outside and move. But when you're in your 70s, 80s, like that's that that makes all the difference. That's the world of the difference right there. When you think about someone who's aging healthily, what words come to mind in terms of like, all the positive things. Then if someone you think about someone who's aging and they don't have all these positive things, what words would you use to describe that? Um, I think that the person who is aging well is the person who like in reality, you can't stop aging. We're, we're all going to get older and we're all going to have things that come about because of that but I think that as you age if you do it in a way where you're constantly taking care of yourself that you the age isn't getting in the way of you living a life that is fulfilling and happy like you're still able to do your activities you're still able to um, go play rec sports if you want to you're still able to travel around you're still able to uh, I don't know, run around with your kids, play with your dog, um, like all of these things that bring you joy, 
You don't have to stop doing them. I, I can't tell you. There's so many times as a trainer where I had people coming in saying like, oh, I used to do that and it was fun, but you know, I, I don't do that or can't do that anymore. So I think that being somebody who has taken care of themselves, that that person to me in my mind, they're they're just happy. They're living their life. They're doing the things they want to do and they're not stopped because they can't do it anymore physically. Mm-hmm. I like that. Just And just thinking about it too, like the, the words that are coming to mind, like someone who takes care of themselves and can age and has that longevity piece where they're feeling good throughout their whole life. It's like they have freedom. They have choice. Like what do I want to do today? Like there's so many more options of things. They have um, like energy for sure. But even just like peace of mind, like I've I've heard of stories of people who have, <coughs> excuse me, like if somebody has, let's say like um, a gut issue or they've got like pelvic floor issues or something like that and how like I know stories of people where like they literally have to plan, okay, like I don't think I can go to this grocery trip because I don't know if I'll have enough time to be able to hold my bladder the entire time while I'm there, right? Like, like there's certain things like this that it's like, just like having the peace of mind, like things that we take for granted when we're younger of being able to feel and function amazing. It's like, it doesn't happen when you're older. Like there's so many things you have to think about. That's like so much harder if you're not in this place where you, where you feel good. So like thinking about like on the, on the positive side, when you have it for me, I think freedom, I think choice, I think peace of mind, I think energy, but also on the flip side, it's like, okay, if we don't look at the longevity piece and if we're not taking care of ourselves in the future, it's like, what am I choosing then in the future? And um, one of the big things that comes up too is like, is like being a burden. That's something that really comes up for me is I think that like, if it's really hard for me and if I can't be free and independent on my own, then that means somebody else is going to have to take care of me. And not that people don't want to help take care of you. But I'm sure people would prefer to be spending their energy living their lives than trying to have to unnecessarily take care of something else if someone else had only done the other work. Like you're obviously like your your kids and your friends and whoever else you pay to hire to take care of you when you're older can be very happy to do it. Well, maybe not obviously, but um, <laughs> but it's like, but wouldn't it be nicer if you could give them the gift of them having their own peace of mind and then being able to go spend their time to do the things that they love rather than having to be spending on you? So like it's that was, that's one of the big things too that's like thinking like with from like the longevity piece. If you don't take care of it, it's like you're going to have um, limitations for sure. You're going to have pain be it psychological because you're missing out on things or because you can't do things you want to do or physical, you're going to also have, like I said, like that, that feeling of being a burden. And I feel like you're also just, you're also just going to feel, I don't know, like if I picture myself in the future, not having the ability to move well, feel good, be present, all that. Like I, like I literally feel like you're, you're literally robbing yourself of moments in life. So it just like, those are things that come up to me. It's like, Oh, okay, cool. So then when we look at this, then if like, I'm thinking zooming out, like, okay, like how then do we get to this place where we live and we have, we prioritize our longevity. But I think that some of it, it's, I mean, we're going to talk about some of the habits and things you can have in place, but I think more so it's even like, how do you get to this place where you have a mindset where you even want to then prioritize these things because it it's not immediate, right? It's kind of like, oh yeah, whatever, I'll deal with that later. But it's like, no, 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 you have to start now. Like, I don't know, Kathleen, what do you think is like a way to get that mindset around? And why do you think people don't prioritize longevity? 
Well, I think that what you talked about earlier about, you know, be taking responsibility for some things in your life, like we all know that things come up and, uh, and, and there's things that come up in life that we don't have control over. And that's not to say if you end up needing someone to take care of you, that that's your fault. That's not what we're saying at all. But there are some things that you also do have control over in your life. And there are ways that you can set yourself up over the years to be in a better position, to be able to be healthier and be more independent and be able to do the things that you love to do and feel healthy and feel strong and energized and not feel like uh, you need to rely on other people to take care of you. So yeah, Marissa and I are going to give you some of those things to focus on. And then also realizing too that, you know, shit happens. Like you, you might end up having something, I don't know, maybe a bus will come out of nowhere and hit you and, and you know, you'll break your leg and you'll need someone to take care of you. So that stuff happens, but also taking responsibility. And this is something Marissa and I say again and again and again. And, you know, if you've heard us before, I'm sure that you've heard us talk about self-responsibility, but there are things that you should do on a consistent basis to be taking control of your health and be setting yourself up for the future. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I don't know if that answered your question. I can't remember what your question was, but yeah. I can't remember what my question was either. <laughs> it was, it was, oh, it was about the mindset thing. Like, why do people not prioritize longevity? I think that people just maybe live in the moment. The YOLO. <laughs> it like it's it's hard to consistently think in the long term and not pleasure in the short term so you know take for example like maybe it feels good right now to eat dessert after every dinner and that tastes really good and it feels really good in the moment but years and years down the road maybe that doesn't serve you so well on the health front but you know, when you're, when you're younger, you're not thinking about that as much and you, you don't get the, the immediate satisfaction of making the healthier choice potentially in the moment. But as you start to shift your mind towards, you know, this healthier choice in the moment, um, has an outcome in the future, then that will allow you to have that immediate gratification. Mm-hmm. Well, I know there's also something um, like there was like this marshmallow experiment done with with kids where it was like, okay, you can have one marshmallow now, or you can wait a bit of time and then you're gonna have two marshmallows. And like, just they found like, psychologically, like, we don't wait. We're like, eventually, we're like, I'm just gonna eat the one now. <laughs> it's like, and so I think that that it, there's that's a huge piece of it, too, is that we prefer to feel good now knowing okay, I'm guaranteed to have this like so the, lo- the YOLO thing, rather than Maybe I'm going to have to wait a little bit. And I also don't know how long I'm going to have to wait. And I don't know exactly how good it's going to be, but I know that this right now feels really good. It's like, yeah, like it's, I think it's hard. And then like, even like when you were talking, I was thinking, I was like, oh, like it's maybe it's almost like similar to like spending habits where it's like, oh, if I don't spend this on this thing now, then in a month or two, I can save up and I can really buy the thing I want, like the car or the whatever else it is. But it's kind of like that, but even not so because when you're when you say have money and you're not spending it, you can see the number in your bank account. So you know it's making a difference versus you can't really see the metrics instantly 
of, oh, this is better if I go for the walk now, or this is better if I choose uh, one slice of dessert rather than five slices. Like, other than our brain is like, okay, maybe I'll have a little bit of digestion later. It's not like we have like this visual thing or like this exact graph, which we can connect to, which shows us this choice that you're making now is not helpful in the grand scheme of things. All we like with, with your bank account or with money, you can see, okay, obviously I'm now going down and here, obviously I'm going up. Right. And you know, I, this is the exact amount of money I am trading for this exact thing, but you don't have that with your body, right? Like you don't have, I'm trading whatever arthritis, a little bit more arthritis in my seventies from this habit of having two cookies every evening after dinner, right? Like you don't know that. And so I think it's really hard to see and predict the future and where it's more about just like trusting and building the habits and saying, okay, how do I know I want to invest in my future and feel good physically throughout my whole life? But it's, I think it's harder when you don't have those exact metrics that show you. So I would love to know on a, like maybe on a little bit more of a broader level, what you would recommend people can do for longevity now, because most of the people that are listening to us are not in their 80s and 90s. If you are, congratulations, way to go. But most of them are not. So most of them are probably wondering, okay, what what can we start to do now? And then I'd love to know, even on a more specific level, maybe what you're doing that will help you as you get older and those actions that you're taking consciously because I know that you're someone who really is tuned in and and is able to look into the future um habits it's always going to come back to that um and then what habits I think that's that's the really going to be the thing it's I'd say from the body perspective is like we're the body's built to move the body will naturally heal itself when given movement when given the ability to move in different directions in different ways um and so something as simple as building the habit of walking like if you're right now are you walking an average of 10,000 steps a day doesn't matter how old you are like that's these are things you have to start building and if you can't walk that yet because you're either not fit enough or because you don't have the time yet or maybe you're going through an injury or whatever else saying okay cool where are you at now maybe you're at you only have enough time to do 4,000. Okay, do those 4,000. And over the next couple weeks and months, adjust your lifestyle so you create more time so you can do that. And it might mean, yeah, it might be cutting back on some TV. It might mean saying, oh, you know what? I can't take on this extra little bit of work or this extra project because I've committed to myself. I'm going to get an extra 20-minute walk-in, which is going to probably give an extra 2,000 steps, right? So walking is going to be huge. And then the other thing that is really, really phenomenal is going to be play. So some kind of sport. And the reason why I just want to like, not not like high intense, crazy potential injury sport, because that doesn't help with longevity, right? But something like a racket sport, especially something where you're like twisting and you're moving, that's been shown to be phenomenal for aging and longevity. So like ping pong, doing tennis, um, like playing with birdies. What is that called? Badminton. Badminton. <laughs> What's that one called? There's, pickleball. Yeah, I was going to say there's this new thing called pickleball. That it's not are. new. Oh, okay. Well, there's this thing called pickleball that everyone's getting into. And it's like, how can you find these things which involve these rotational stuff? Um, I know like a bunch of people will enjoy it. Personally, I don't like golf. I find it super boring. But like that's a good way to make you se- make yourself get out walking, be in nature. And there is a rotational aspect to it as well. So like 
lot of movement. Start with making sure you're hitting those 10,000 steps and then adding in some kind of play where there's some kind of rotational stuff involved. Yeah, and I I love all of your examples that you gave for play because something else that I would suggest that people focus on when they're trying to focus on longevity and they're looking into the future is building strong relationships with people. Um, and so, you know, instead of just maybe going out and uh, doing something on your own all the time, which alone time is super good as well. I love my alone time, but maybe instead of going on a walk on your own all the time, you are inviting your friend out to play pickleball with you. And then you're able to chit chat and get some uh, competitive juices going and you're, you're able to build that bond with somebody. I, I think that uh, like Marissa and I just came back from a trip down to the Adirondacks down in New York with our friends and we invited a couple friends down with us. We stayed in a cabin, we went hiking and you know this trip was a great highlight of someone building longevity because we invited people that we love into a space with us. We played basketball for fun. We played board games. We um, we didn't stay up too late. We went to bed at a reasonable time. We went out hiking. So we got a heck of a lot of steps in. And we were able to, because Marissa and I invited someone out with us, we were able to kind of control the food a little bit more. So we basically surrounded it around uh, mostly whole foods, to be honest. And, uh, and then we also had quite a few drinks too. So there was also that balance as well. And we had a really good time and it really filled my cup. And so looking at that and, and realizing that it, it doesn't need to be quote unquote, like perfect, healthy. Like I said, we still had drinks. We still stayed up late one of the nights, but it was definitely balanced. And the things that we wanted to control, like like the food, like the movement, we were able to control that. Yeah, it's really cool. And I love that you brought up the piece about community because I think at the end of the day, if you don't have something in your life which lights you up and which gives you a reason to live, something that brings joy and connection to your heart, like we die off. That's it. Like it's been shown time and time again how isolation will literally just make people kill themselves. It's like, there's no better better way to say it. It's like, so if, if you don't have this place where you feel like you belong, and if you don't have these connections or you don't have something in your life that you're passionate about, then it's really hard to want to continue on, especially if you're getting to this place where you're older, where you're just going to hit this place where you're just existing. Like if you start to lose friends and you're just become another person who's part of a retirement home or another one like like you need these connections you need to have these things in your life that matter to you that bring you joy but you also need to find where you fit into a community and know that you matter because otherwise otherwise like why yippers is there i was about to ask you as i could say because you asked me about what you i thought was the most important thing for longevity what habits or choices do you think are the most important things for longevity? Well, I, I think we touched on a lot of them already. I mean, we, we touched on nutrition, we touched on movement, we touched on, uh, I mentioned the sleep portion of it, community. I think that 
that's honestly most of most of the things um something that we didn't touch on that we often talk about with regards to health would be resistance training i think that as you get older it's really really important to load your tissue mm-hmm. load your bones i uh i had someone in my family uh, a couple months ago who is older for sure and they tripped on the sidewalk and fell on their butt on some grass so you know most people would be okay with that and broke their hip and you know she's she's a a smaller woman who is older and if i were to guess she probably has never done resistance training so her bones were probably uh not very dense at all and so that is super super important as you get older to load yourself so that you're you are more robust so then inevitably when something does happen because you know we all end up tripping and falling at some point and so when that stuff happens you're able to have a better chance of bouncing back and getting up brushing off your knees and carrying on with your day rather than breaking your hip which is catastrophic mm-hmm. yeah yeah so i think that's it i would love to hear from you kathleen though now that you are 30 and that you are older and wiser, Hmm. what would be a few pieces of advice that you've learned from maybe personal experience when you were younger? (laughs) Jeez, what a loaded question. (laughs) Uh, Crazy stories. No, I'm not going to tell any crazy stories. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Because those stories stay hidden in the vault. But I will say that something I've learned is over my years is to care less about what other people think and do what makes you happy. I think that in in my early 20s I really cared what people thought of me and I I played smaller and I catered to what I thought other people wanted of me and as these last 10 years have unfolded I've been happier than I ever could have imagined. I think it's because I'm just being more honest and true to myself and and also being open to uh, other people's perspectives and and being open to growing in yourself. I think that life is very, very long and there's lots of opportunities to learn and grow from those around you and from your experiences. And, and you know, it's it, my mind has been changed many, many times over the years. So I'm, I'm looking forward to growing even more into the person who I want to be. Mm, I love that. And what's something that you want to learn in this next fourth decade or something you want to experience? <laughs> um, I, I think I said it. I think just growing more. I'm, I'm excited for that. What do you, why are you rolling your eyes? What would you like to add? What would you like to experience? I don't know. It's, I, I thought you were going to share something cool. <laughs> no, like, I don't know. Well, we sat down the other day and we were talking about all the things that you wanted to do this year. Or not this, well, yeah, this year, but also in the next decade. And I thought you would share some of those. I can't, I can't even remember off the top of my head right now what okay. those are. Well, never <laughs> mind then. We're just going to be ourselves and see what happens over the course of the next 10 years. <laughs> no. Well, that works. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm staring at her because I think that she's getting mad at me, but I, I think I think she thinks that I'm awkward. <laughs> I but I don't I feel like I'm fine, so cool. Well then I guess that that's it. 
All right, guys, keep living the life. <laughs> Go be you. Bye. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening, and we hope that you got tons of value from this episode. If you did, we would love it if you tagged us on Instagram with your biggest takeaway so we can celebrate this journey with you. Our handles are at marissa.hammond and at kathleen.holt underscore. We totally get that it's not always easy, so please know that we're so proud of all the work you're doing and how you're choosing to show up for yourself. If you'd like to dive deeper, check out our websites listed below in the show notes for more free resources and tools. Until next time, keep living the life. <laughs>